When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet a maid. Nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Standing by. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, we're going to be talking about some big bombshell allegations that are coming forward. And by the way, boy, oh boy, is tomorrow going to be a really interesting day uh, because the former head of the FBI, Christopher Wray, is scheduled to testify before Congress. And that could be a bombshell. There are a lot of questions to ask him, particularly about the Hunter Biden investigations. Why were so many of the Hunter Biden investigations stymied? Why were they rerouted? Why do we have so many different whistleblowers coming forward? My thoughts tonight is the plea deal for Hunter Biden should basically just be put on hold because there are way too many questions that are coming out in the last few weeks and even in the last few hours that are basically showing a definite contradiction of facts. Is that a nice way to put it? Because on one hand, we're hearing from these IRS whistleblowers that even searches were basically tipped off to the Hunter Biden defense team, that David Weiss, who's the U.S. attorney in Delaware, was basically stymied, that he was basically preempted, not allowed uh, to pursue other charges in the case. And then we're hearing from David Weiss, who is now responding and messaging to Congress with different mixed messages on one hand saying that he's, quote, geographically limited. Um, and then on the other hand, saying that nobody was really preempting him, that he did have full authority. And because there are so many mixed messages, I think it is time to basically I hope that judge later on this month, the one who is overseeing the hearing and the case all surrounding the Hunter Biden plea deal. This is on the tax issue and also on the diversion of the gun charges. Well, I hope that that judge says, you know what? We should just take a pause for American justice and let's just try to sort all of this out because there are too many different stories and there are too many different versions that we're hearing first off from the U.S. attorney in Delaware obviously in a sharp contrast to these whistleblowers who seem awfully credible. And then the whistleblowers also say that they have corroborating witnesses, basically. Other people were in the room when they say some of these meetings took place where they said that David Weiss didn't have full authority, that he was basically stymied and basically working with one hand tied behind his back, that he wasn't able to pursue different areas. And that's what they say he said to them. So let's bring everybody in who was in these meetings. Let's put them all under oath and see what they got. 
And in the meantime, there's no reason why this plea deal can't be put on hold. They claim to have been looking for Hunter Biden under IRS stuff, under all these other things. They claim they've been doing it for years. What's a few more weeks or a few more months just so we can get to the bottom, get down to the bottom of it. So the American public can basically feel good about where all of this is going and they can really feel like they are comfortable with the facts and they know the truth in this case. That's the problem right now. Nobody knows what's going on. We're hearing so many different versions. We're hearing a lot of word salad from a number of different attorneys, especially it seems like David Weiss is playing a bit of word salad with what he is submitting to all these members of Congress. And he won't testify. Why did it take him so long to reply to Congress? He knew what he was investigating was going to be right in the bullseye. Everybody was looking at it. There was no question that this was such an enormously high-profile case. Why didn't he reply to Congress right away? And when he did reply, he kind of danced around his words. Then he said a different version the next time. And then the third time, he basically said something else. So I think it's time to put the U.S. attorney and others in his office, put them under oath. Let's see what the real story is and compare it with other people and dates and times and documents so the American public can finally know the truth. There is no reason that a judge, I think, should rubber stamp this plea deal for Hunter Biden when there are so many serious allegations about the integrity of the justice system that's on the line. This is not about Hunter Biden. This is about American justice. And this just stinks right now. There are way too many facts that look fishy and look questionable, and it's time to get to the bottom of it. And there's no reason that this judge should just say, okay, let's just move forward with this plea deal without regards for all the testimony that seems awfully credible from all these very serious and well-regarded whistleblowers. I mean, Gary Shapley is a supervisory agent at the IRS. So let's see. He went under oath. Why not put the U.S. Attorney David Weiss and all the other people that could be relevant to this case under oath? And the other thing, while we're at it, why don't we try to track down that Burisma guy? Why don't we try to track down his daughter? Why don't we try to track down others who are associated with him? Because there sure seems to be a lot of fishy stuff. And we're talking specifically about the case that is tied to that document. This is with a whole other set of whistleblowers who claims, remember, that there's audio tapes of Joe Biden speaking with the Burisma guy. The allegations are that they're bribery allegations caught on tape and that there's also bribery allegations caught on tape with Hunter Biden and this Burisma guy. Let's see if this is true. Why do we not know the answers to this? And why does it even seem like it was even investigated by the FBI? This is a shameful period in America. How can Americans feel safe about their justice system if it looks like the Justice Department is not following up on very viable, important leads? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Here is John Solomon. He's the founder of Just the News. And we were talking with John Solomon earlier today. First off, this is interesting. He broke a bombshell when he was on our show. 
basically saying that, remember, David Weiss, he is the U.S. attorney in Delaware. He contends everything was above board. He had total authority. He had total jurisdiction. No problems whatsoever. Well, now, apparently, according to John Solomon, there is a document that his right-hand person, the assistant attorney, uh, U.S. attorney there in Delaware, Leslie Wolf, basically contradicts what Weiss said. Take a listen. There's a memo that summarizes what was going on in uh, David Weiss's office around the time that they made the decision. Remember what David Weiss's story now locked in by Lindsey Graham is. I solely made the decisions. No one got in my way. I didn't ask to be a special prosecutor. So he's basically saying he's comfortable with what uh, the ultimate disposition of this case is, which is to give Hunter Biden a tap on the hand with two misdemeanors from 2017 and 2018. But what we now know from this document, it's an official government document, is that Weiss and his team and the Justice Department Tax Division, a guy named Mark Daly, they all signed off on a bigger uh, indictment that took Hunter Biden back to 2014, charged him with multiple felonies, and charged him with failing to declare income and pay taxes on the money he specifically got from Brisbane. So this is a real contradiction for Weiss. I'm comfortable. No one got in my way. Well, if you approved the larger indictment and then didn't bring it, something happened. And that's where I think Congress is going to go. And that was when we were on Katz and Cosby earlier today. And now here's another thing. This is all like lots of tentacles here, but boy, is this interesting. Now it turns out also, according to John Solomon, who broke so much stuff when he was there on the show with us, John Solomon also basically said that the feds were aware about all these Burisma allegations. And just as I was talking about these allegations of the Burisma exec, um, some of these audio recordings, a whole bunch of stuff prior to the 2020 election. Now, that is shameful. If indeed that's correct, and John says he's got documentation and other evidence, and that Grassley has basically put together a specific date, October 23, 2020, which is within weeks, as you know, of course, from the election. This is, again, Joe Biden and President Trump. Remember, Joe Biden goes out there during the debate. And says, you know, when somebody brings up, it was Trump who brought up the Hunter Biden laptop. And he's like, oh, that's Russian disinformation. That's a bunch of hogwash. That's not true. We now know that that was basically orchestrated by the Biden campaign, that Blinken and others were involved in going around to all these former intel officers and saying, hey, would you sign on to this letter? And then suddenly Biden was able to use, quote, a letter signed by 51 former intel officials that it was Russian disinformation, part of this huge organized scheme. Well, here is John Solomon saying that they knew the feds in October 2020 that all of this stuff with Burisma was going on, that there were these allegations that needed to be looked into. They also knew, of course, about the Hunter Biden laptop, that it was not Russian disinformation, and yet they allowed the American public to believe that it was Russian disinformation and did not refute what Joe Biden said publicly. That is a tremendous disservice. While they were also trying to put pressure on also social media companies at the same time. Here's a little bit more of John Solomon, what he broke earlier today with us. Chuck Grassley put a letter out to uh, U.S. Attorney Weiss in the last 24 hours saying, 
we just found out that before the 2020 election, in fact, two weeks before the 2020 election, U.S. Attorney Weiss's office, so David Weiss, the guy running the Hunter Biden investigation, they were briefed on this very specific uh, bribery allegation that you and the mayor and everyone have been talking about. That means before the 2020 election was decided, the lead prosecutor's office already knew about it. Here we are three years later, the FBI is still trying to claim, hey, that might be under investigation. We can't talk about it. A lot of people rolling their eyes when they hear that. But what an extraordinary thing to learn. We now know that while we were being told, don't believe anything about Hunter Biden, the FBI had already authenticated the laptop that the mayor had gotten and others. And then two, that they knew about this bribery allegation before Joe Biden's uh, job interview with the American people to become president. And we were deprived of that information Big explosive revelations uh, from Senator Chuck Grassley today. Yeah, that is stunning. And so just to put it in context, here's a little bit more from John Solomon. Take a listen to what he said. We've been having this debate. The United States government knew the laptop was real, knew that there was this allegation against Joe Biden, and no one can answer whether anybody ever bothered to look at it. Did anyone go get the tapes? Did anyone go get the bank records? Um, doesn't appear so from what we now know. That is explosive. And now this David Weiss guy, this is the U.S. attorney in Delaware, again, who is the one who basically the prosecutor who said, oh, yeah, we're just going to basically give Hunter Biden a slap on the wrist, this sweetheart plea deal. Now, in a new letter that he just sent to Lindsey Graham, Senator Lindsey Graham, who said, hey, we want some answers about these allegations with Burisma. Were you looking into them when you were looking into the IRS stuff because it's tax money? Were you looking into any, like, uh, questions about foreign lobbying, unethical millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars? Are you looking at any of this? Was there anything there? Guess what happens? The U.S. attorney writes back to Lindsey Graham just a few hours ago and says, you know what? We can't talk about it because it's an ongoing investigation. And now we're hearing that it's basically been ongoing for, what, four or five years at least? Are you kidding me? How much of a bunch of hogwash is that? It is time to call this guy to testify. Take a listen. Here is the attorney for one of the whistleblowers who agrees with me and then some. David Weiss has been all over the map. He's now sent three letters to Congress, and each one of them contradicts the other ones. And it's time he comes forward and answers questions, just like the whistleblowers had to withstand questioning. I mean, Gary Shapley and the lead case agent probably sat for a combined total of 14 hours of, uh, you know, very detailed questioning from both Democrats and Republicans on the House Ways and Means Committee. I think uh, it's time for for David Weiss to come forward. I agree. It is time for him to come forward and the American public should be able to see the answers to all of this. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. This just stinks to high heaven that they sat on this information and we still don't know if there's somebody out there that has tapes of Joe Biden with bribery allegations, uh, with a conversation, multiple ones, and multiple ones with the son. This is shameful. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? 
Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Coming up in a little bit here on the Rita Cosby Show, is Biden's good old Uncle Joe family guy image now basically falling apart? Uh, even a lot of very liberal commentators and writers are writing columns saying, why is he not acknowledging his seventh grandchild? Then there's also another report that's out there basically saying that Joe Biden is yelling at his staff in private. Uh, there's a report from Axios basically saying that staffers don't want to be alone with him because he's swearing and he's using those four letter words over and over and over again. And apparently people don't want to be alone with him in public. Uh, they got to put earmuffs uh, in their ears, I guess, from his swear words. Meanwhile, publicly, he's trying to be good old uh, family ethical guy, Joe. So. Is it fair game to talk about all of these things? Uh, I say yes, because he went out there and said that he is Mr. Guy with values, that bring him into the White House and things will be more ethical. Uh, how does it feel now with all of these allegations against Hunter, uh, with the cocaine also in the White House? Does it feel like a, a much more ethical White House to you since he took over? 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Chaz, line four. Chaz, your thoughts about it. Hey, Rita. I'm worried that this Biden investigation and the escalation at this point is us Republicans playing right into the hands of the Democrats. They know Biden can't win. And this is how they're going to get him out, either with the you know, he's incompetent thing or let him be taken out on legal matters or, you know, some kind of fake medical thing that they'll make up. And they're going to put in a candidate that they think has a chance in 2024, because, you know, Biden doesn't stand a chance in a debate against Trump. Uh, they can't fake enough votes to, to convince people that he actually won next time. And he can't run another campaign from his basement and. And, and say he won. They're gonna. They need a new candidate, and this is how they're gonna get it. So that's interesting. Um, do you think, real quick, that they're open to all of this stuff with Hunter Biden because they still keep denying it, Chaz? Real quick. Well, I, you know, I I think that they realize that he's compromised. Joe's compromised, and it's going to come down one way or another. That's an interesting point. I agree. Um, I think for some reason the liberal media seems a lot more open. To talking about this stuff, he may be in trouble. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. 
Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which we love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, a powerful story coming from Gwinnett County, Georgia, where a Gwinnett County police officer is being praised for saving a man who is choking at a Golden Corral restaurant. The frantic seconds were caught on surveillance video and they were shared by the restaurant and they showed police officer Sergeant Gerald Leak rushing into action to help save a customer who was choking using the Heimlich maneuver. Sergeant Leak was grabbing lunch following a SWAT detail when another customer began choking. Upon seeing the man who was choking, he immediately took action and began doing an abdominal thrust until the man's airway was cleared. Once we started having verbal communication, that's when I knew he was breathing, said the sergeant. Uh, the sergeant said this wasn't also his first time that he has used the Heimlich maneuver and he credits the training he received through work for teaching him what to do. He said we get scenarios all the time where we have to react to something that we don't necessarily see. Then we turn around and we're faced with it, having to make such decisions. So it helped tremendously having this basic life-saving training. I'm thankful I was there at the right time. And obviously, so is this other customer. Thank goodness there was another officer who just happened to be there grabbing lunch in the same restaurant. And bravo to our great law enforcement who do so much and every single day save lives like this officer did at the Golden Corral restaurant. Well, we are talking, of course, about the fact that things are really escalating in the investigation of Hunter Biden. Tomorrow, the FBI director, Christopher Ray will be testifying and he is expected to get grilled and skewered before Congress. There are so many questions about how the FBI handled or didn't handle the Hunter Biden investigation, did or didn't do certain things in the case of Trump. Think about the contrast. In the case of Trump, they go in with guns blazing tomorrow. Lago. They have spent, by the way, $9 million, the special counsel's investigation with his funds and also using others at DOJ and elsewhere. It has cost American taxpayers $9 million to investigate documents that were being protected basically by the Secret Service there at Mar-a-Lago. And that's what we spent that kind of money on? And then yet we have just talked about some really serious allegations that have to deal with Hunter Biden. And there's apparently potentially audio tapes that are out there. And we don't even know if it was ever even looked into. There's potentially a whole bunch of money trails that are out there. We know that now James Comer is just starting to look into that in the last few weeks because it's only been a few months that basically the GOP has had control of Congress. So you got Comer's committee, you got Jason Smith's committee, you've got also a couple of others like Jim Jordan, all of them looking at it, all of them coordinated, and all of them now trying to get the paper trail to see if there are indeed irrefutable pieces of evidence that show that our president is compromised. And if he is, this is disastrous, not just for his presidency, but for America, because it means that our president would be compromised. And again, you have to see the money trail. I say if, 
because right now it clearly looks bad with all the money that was coming into the sun. And now we're seeing all the stonewalling of documents. Why would you not want to at least try to track these people down? We were talking with Rudy Giuliani earlier today on Cats and Cosby, which I host at five o'clock with the great John Katsimatidis. And on the show, Rudy was saying that there was a witness who was available to speak. And guess what? Suddenly that witness ended up dead. I mean, you know, this is not, uh, you know, this is the way things go when you're dealing with these rogue countries and somebody has the courage to come forward and actually testify. Then somehow word gets back and suddenly that person is eradicated or uh, shoots themselves in the head five times, you know, and the bullet hits every single time. Uh, but no, there's nothing suspicious about that. I'm being facetious because that is the way these things work. And how sad that we do not seem to be even wanting to track down. Somebody had the guts to testify. Suddenly they were eradicated, if you will. Now, apparently, the daughter of this Burisma person is out there and Congress is trying to get in touch with her to see if apparently she has tapes because there's words that she have had the tapes. She had a backup set of tapes. That's what James Comer told us on the air. So there's a lot of questions here that absolutely need to be looked into. But why did the FBI and others apparently sit on it, at least DOJ? It sounds like it for years upon years. Wouldn't you want to know if your president or your former vice president at that point was compromised and if his son just happened to be taking in tens of millions of dollars and what, you're supposed to turn a blind eye? And I can bet they didn't spend $9 million on the investigation looking into it, probably nine cents by the way, that that investigation looks. That standard of justice is shameful when you look at the disparities of the two different systems of justice. How are people going to have faith in the system when they see what we are all looking at right now, which just looks like two different tiers of justice? And here is what President Trump had to say over the weekend in Las Vegas, because he says, guess what? Now the gloves are off when it comes to dealing with Biden and his family. We have a corrupt incompetent leader in Biden. Everyone knows he's not. I wouldn't have said this three weeks ago. I wouldn't have said it. I was actually very kind to him. I was very kind to him. But now we can't be kind anymore because the gloves are off. The jar has been opened. He's taken millions of dollars from other countries like China. He's totally compromised. He's taken millions and millions of dollars from other countries And in history, there's never been, never been a scandal like this, but the fake news doesn't want to report it. There's never been in history anything like it. $10,200,000 from China, millions and millions of dollars from Ukraine. These are compromised people. The people that are leading us are corrupt and they're compromised. And tonight... There are surely a lot of things here that just do not smell right. And the double systems of justice just looks so bad. And in fact, Kevin McCarthy, the House Speaker, a couple hours ago, basically floated the idea of starting an impeachment inquiry into Merrick Garland, the Attorney General of the United States, because things just do not smell right. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony, line three. Tony, your thoughts about all this. Hi, my friend Rita. You know, I'm getting more flashbacks of 1972 and Watergate because I voted for President Nixon and then we had the whole Watergate scandal. 
And and his press secretary, Ron Ziegler, was, you know, he just said, oh, it was just a two bit break in because they broke the Republicans broke into the Watergate Hotel to get information on the Democrats. And that was campaign issue. And ultimately, he was going to get impeached, but he resigned for obstruction of justice and money was involved for paying off all the people that knew what he did. And so I see this as my textbook case of what's going on. I know Congress is breaking soon for their summer break, and they will not be back until September. So the first thing I did today was I called Speaker McCarthy's office. You could always get someone. And I said, whoever you're seeing, if they do not testify and give a good testimony, if they say they can't testify, you, we want them put in jail. I said, all my listeners, my conservative listeners do not want to put up with this. America is being made a fool of by this administration. But on the other note, I wanted to tell you that I think everything should be treated the same by uh, Hunter Biden's issues along with the whole money laundering issue. I think it should all be treated the same. The Post did an excellent article the other day, and it named, much like Watergate, all the White House people that were implicated in this obstruction of justice. And it was two days ago. And one of the people named was Annie Tomasini. Do you know that name? I've heard that she name. Is, she is the Oval Office Operations Director. Ring a bell, Oval Office. And she um, knew about the laptop. And she traveled with the first family recently to Camp David several times over the past couple of weeks. And so the Oval Office, I believe, is where they or said, oh, that's where the cocaine was. So you see, what happened in Watergate was that all uh, Nixon's people right up to the top were implicated. And the Washington Post had Woodward and Bernstein who unraveled this and followed the money. And unfortunately, we don't have reporters like this. I know Bill O'Reilly is doing an awesome job. And the American people, here's what you can do. You can call uh, Speaker McCarthy and let him know that you do not want America treated like this. Listen, uh, Nixon's thing was all about campaigns, for his campaign to get reelected, and that's where all the money thing happened. This is, it's not a game of campaigning for the Bidens because all the obstruction has taken place. And he has to be, him and his, everyone in that White House to be held, have to be held accountable because the, the Watergate case is a textbook case. I have a blank wall, Rita, in my in my living room. I didn't put it in my dining room and I didn't put anything on it. And if I would fill that wall with all the names of the people that have to give a testimony and have to be hauled to jail, if they don't give the right testimony, that wall would be full. Yeah, by the way, yeah, you're right. You would have a really full wall. By Tony, I just want to say bravo to you that you called Speaker McCarthy's office um, because it's important that members of Congress hear from people and hear how important it is um, to American justice and our views, because uh, they work for all of us. Um, and I think it's wonderful that you reached out um, and that you took some action, because that is the way to get things going. And and by the way, uh, thank goodness also right now, as we're seeing for divided government, because guess what? If the Republicans were not in control of the House, James Comer and all those other guys would have no opportunity at this point 
to be able to have any power to, you know, to issue subpoenas, to request people to testify, to do all the investigation. They wouldn't be chairs of any committee. Uh, you know, they would be the minor. They would be the minority. Um, so it's really changed. There'd be no House Speaker McCarthy, you know. Uh, remember the t- hands changed from, you know, Nancy Pelosi to McCarthy, uh, because the House changed. You know, so uh, this is this is why your vote matters and your voice matters. And that's why I love that you called McCarthy and uh, and keep that wall clean. Um, but uh, they're probably because they're probably going to be a lot more names coming. You might need more than one wall <laughs> by the time this is done. I think there's a lot of names. And I think we've just hit the tip of the iceberg. Tony, thank you. You're terrific. Let's go to Morty. Line one. Morty, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Can you hear me? All right. Yep. Go ahead. This is the most in-depth call that I ever had with you. So I appreciate you taking my call. Thank you. Um, first thing I wanted to say about uh, with Hunter was, you know, if we, we got the gun, uh, the child, which was illegitimate, now is legitimate. Um, you got the videos, which I have seen from the laptop with the girls. I'm not going to go into details. I'm sure you've By seen the them. way, I've seen uh, them. The I'm pretty, like, I wouldn't want anybody under the age of uh, 80 to look at it. <laughs> My point is, my point is this, and um, there's also another thing at the end. But my point is this: is that if this was um, Don Jr., uh, he would have been locked up. He would, and the whole country would have been in, you know, up in arms about it. He, you know, th- th- what's really, you know, insane um, about. Oops, I just lost you, Morning. YouTube channel. Yeah, go ahead. and their views are abysmal they have they have barely any views and guess what they turn off the comments they turn off the comments on their videos now on other videos that do have comments up you'll have a comment that says something on like oh you know you know biden doesn't know where he is or who he is and then uh, another comment the reply will say well he's doing better than trump and and that comment channel have a hundred other comments of everyone going to that one person Oops, so we're, hey, Morty, are you blind? Morty, we're losing you, but I heard what you were saying that the YouTube channel there at the White House uh, doesn't allow for comments. Uh, because guess what? If you look at the comments from the American public overall right now, the majority of even Democrats are saying that they're unhappy with Biden. I think what we're all seeing, Morty, and I always try to give people I want our president to do well, whether it's Republican or Democrats, I want our country to do well. But I am just seeing a guy who is a shell of a man. I mean, the other day he's in London and he's looking at the uh, the king's guard and he's like talking to him. And you can see the King Charles is like, uh, uh, can I lead you over here, sir? And he's still like looking at the guard like he's in like uh, outer space. I mean, he just looked lost. And then he gets off the plane. He gets off the tarmac in Lithuania. And you can tell they're like uh, over here, old man. I mean, he just looks feeble mentally he doesn't look sharp then he also reveals that we're out of ammunition how'd you like that in the interview with cnn oh by the way the reason we're sending cluster bombs is because uh they're running out of ammunition guess what so are we in america isn't that comforting to hear i mean there's just all these missteps and it's getting dangerous it's like sad and it's dangerous and it's concerning And I think even now Democrats are starting to see it. Democrats are starting to turn. And in fact, after the break, everybody, I'm going to play some comments because Axios is coming out and saying that Joe Biden is not Mr. Nice Guy after all. That in private, he yells basically almost at everybody. Um, And it looks like the liberal media 
in the last few weeks, either they're having an epiphany and seeing that he's not mentally or physically fit uh, to stay as commander in chief and certainly not for four more years, or maybe they realize that he is not the guy that he is, as one of you were just saying, compromise, maybe that maybe he's tainted goods and it's time to move on to somebody else. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. What do you think is behind this sort of turn by others in the media who normally just ask him what kind of ice cream he has? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll take your calls when we come back here on The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show on 77 WABC. This is The Rita Cosby Show. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, we are talking about President Biden trying to have this sort of squeaky clean family guy image. And maybe he's not Mr. Nice Guy after all. And when you hear a whole bunch of the latest stories, and a number of them are not just coming from conservative media, they're coming from a lot of different media. Um, there are reports also, uh, we saw a story, this is Maureen Dowd, and we're going to talk about this in the next hour. Wow, uh, she really went for the jugular and basically said, um, you know what, Mr. President, you actually have seven grandkids, and it's time that you actually acknowledge the seventh one. And that is because the paternity test proved it in court that Hunter Biden is the father of that four-year-old girl. And she says it just flies in the face of him going out there and basically saying that he is a family guy and someone who always takes care of his family. And so we're going to get into that because you can bet if it was the last name Trump, they would be all over it. The media would be all over it. But they're starting to at least say, you know what, maybe there's a little hypocrisy here on the Biden side. Also, there are reports that Joe Biden is screaming at his staff in private using Four-letter words left and right. Take a listen. Here is Alex Thompson of Axios. That's the media that broke the story. And here he's on CNN talking about it. Take a listen. This runs really counter to the image that most people, I think, would have of President Biden. How are we knowing this? I mean, how do you get the reporting? Who is who's complaining about this? Is current, former staff? Who? Both. Current, former, and by former, I mean former White House staff current White House and administration staff. Plus, you even have people going back. You know, we we uh, had a headline today. We, we called it Old Yeller. Um, but I can confirm to you that Joe Biden was a young yeller, too. Mm. And uh, so we even talked to staff that went back to the early 2000s. And the fact is that, you know, this is a guy that has been professionally staffed for more than half of his life. And he's had a long life. So it's been over 50 years where he's had people staffing him. And as a result, there's a generational difference, too. You know, he's really, really tough on staff. And he already had that, as he calls, you know, get his Irish up. He already had that Irish temper. And he'll really lay into people and, in some cases, you know, make them feel humiliated, make them feel embarrassed, and really feel like and truly be cussed out. Wow. So he's not just old yeller. He's young yeller, too. I didn't read that book. I did read old yeller, I remember, years ago. That was required reading. 
Uh, a little different than some of the required reading that uh, National Education Association is recommending of late. Those books would make me blush. They make uh, Hunter Biden look like par for the course. Uh, but the old Geller book I did read, and this is not good, that now Axios and other organizations are showing Joe is maybe not Mr. Nice Guy and maybe looks hypocritical. Remember, he came out and said, if anyone is disrespectful to somebody else on my staff, they're gone. That's what he said in the campaign. I guess he needs to fire himself. Let's go to Robert in Philly, line eight. Hey, Rita, it's always good to talk to you. Um, I'll be quick. Um, I just wanted to point out that Trader Joe is the most corrupt administration we've ever seen. And it it goes on and it would not be possible if we did not have such a corrupt mainstream media. That's a great point because the media has allowed this and they haven't acted like journalists and they haven't followed leads. Hopefully they're waking up. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita, because your perfume is smelling sweet. Since when I saw you down on the Later on in this hour on the Rita Cosby Show, well, guess what? Illegal migrants are wreaking havoc in many American cities. A report that Honduran migrants now working for the Mexican cartels are brazenly taking over San Francisco's drug market. So they're basically running the drug market out of San Francisco, which has already hit rock bottom. The city is basically never going to recover uh, because of crime and all the other issues. They've got drug sectors basically blocked off there. And now the Honduran migrants are basically in charge of the drug trade in San Francisco. There are so many things that are wrong with that matter. And things are so dangerous now with gangs that are coming to many major cities, including New York, that they are talking about hiring private security for migrant centers in New York because the regular officers that work there are too scared. Uh, these are what? Uh, what? Mother Teresa coming across the border? There's a lot of good people that are coming to our country and that are seeking a better life um, and coming with their families. But there are a lot of people that are not vetted, and this is downright dangerous for our country. And we're going to take calls on that later on in the hour. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Meantime, here is Derek Maltz, former DEA special agent, saying how this White House, the Biden White House, not only has been derelict with their open border, uh, but the issue of fentanyl that they have just turned a complete blind eye to. But it's really sad because I deal with the families. 9,000 a month dead from the deadly fentanyl that's coming into this country to drug overdoses. 9,000 a month are dying. It's a weapon of mass destruction, killing American kids like we've never seen in the history of our country. More than any terrorist organization, we've never had anything like this. Whether it's Hezbollah, Al-Qaeda, they haven't killed our kids and our future generation. And no one is talking about it out of that White House. 
And boy, is that derelict. We're going to talk about that later on in the hours of how concerning it is that all of these people, many of them who have not been med- vetted in any shape or form, and we're talking millions of people that have been coming to major cities across this country, and now it is so bad that they're basically openly running the drug trade. Honduran migrants that are tied to gangs, close also to the Mexican cartels, uh, making big money. They're making big money on one side of the border, and now they're making big money on the other side of the border. And with the issue of fentanyl that has never really been addressed by this White House, I've heard President Biden mention it like twice. I mean, it is just shameful the way that our border is wide open and this president does not seem to give a hoot. And boy, is that ridiculous. But he is uh, seeming to get a lot more tense behind closed doors. And maybe it's because he's seeing the numbers like all of us. Uh, there are new polls out that basically show that most Americans, even Democrats, are not happy with this president. Now, do you believe, as one of you said in the last hour, that you believe it's basically maybe sort of a big setup that they're just trying to maybe create some of these issues right now to basically sink Joe Biden because they realize uh, that he is doing so poorly in almost every single poll with Americans. Um, so could that be the reason that they're trying to basically do what they're doing now? Or is it really just time now because Republicans are in charge that they're able to get to the bottom of it. I think a lot of it has to do with Republicans in charge. But regardless, there's been all these negative stories that are now just starting to come out. And again, they're not from what you would call conservative media. You got Axios coming out and basically saying Joe Biden, as you just heard, is old yeller, not new yeller, and that he has an anger management problem. Now, We've heard this for a long time that Joe Biden basically is tense uh, behind closed door, you know, a bar, you know, doors. He kind of gets demanding and shouting and all this other stuff. And this is not necessarily new either. Um, but what they're saying is of late, he's getting downright nasty, like behind closed doors that staff don't want to be alone with him because they're afraid he's going to say something or maybe sniff their hair. Who knows? But they're also saying that he's just using the four-letter word. Um, it's almost like, you know, when someone gets old and, you know, you go to, like, visit them and you go to visit your crazy uncle and uh, you're like, hey, how's my hair look? And the crazy uncle goes, God, that looks like blank. <laughs> it doesn't look good, sweetie. You're like, uh, maybe I shouldn't have asked my crazy uncle who has no filter because he's old. And I maybe that's what's happened to him behind closed doors. He's like, you guys are a piece of blank. <laughs> you guys smell like blank. You're a blank. You know, who knows? You know, but boy, it is not pretty. And it's a far cry. I think it actually is an important topic because the fact that Joe Biden came out and said that he is running on being the family guy. This is a guy who said he's running as the guy who's going to clean up the White House. That he was saying basically President Trump is the worst of the worst and his morals are the worst of the worst and his family's the worst of the worst. And I'm coming back to restore, you know, decency to the White House. So if you are behind closed doors actually saying really nasty things and acting very different than you are publicly, that I think is relevant. And also the issue of the grandchild, which we're going to get to in a moment because they're now reports uh, that Joe Biden is telling his staff, you need to tell everybody I only have six grandkids. 
that is a lie. He has seven grandkids. And I actually think that that is relevant, too. First off, here is The View, which always seems to be making excuses for Joe Biden. Um, of course, let's just remember, if the last name was Trump, they would be trashing him every five minutes saying, oh, look what he says on Twitter. Look what he does here. And then behind closed doors, he's swearing and he's mean to people. He's a horrible person. Never talk to him. Never elect him again. Never do this. Never do that. But yet, take a listen to The View making tons of excuses for Joe Biden. Someone being angry made you turn on. I'm turned on by Biden's anger. I am, too. I like it. You like it? I do. Well, you have said that before. I like that. I mean, he's such a mild-mannered, sweet guy. But you know he's not. We've heard, listen, he has dropped more F-bombs than I have. Uncle Joe over the years. Uncle Joe has done that. I mean, over the years, we've heard him off mic say stuff. I mean, he is a he's a regular guy. I don't know what she's talking about. She doesn't like this. She doesn't like that. I don't think that that it's like anger management. And he needs anger management. He uh-huh. just blows off steam. It's white male privilege, it's called. You know, <laughs> imagine if it's a woman or a black guy doing that. Well, Not a well, woman. I'll give you a woman. Last night, putting my kids to bed, I was screaming so much. I, I <laughs> turned to my husband and I said, My heart rate is like, I'm racing. And he's like, Well, maybe it was the yelling. And I wake up to this headline of him getting mad. And I'm like, Imagine waking up being President Biden. You're too old still. The economy sucks. The border's open. But your son's a mess. What about that grandchild you don't claim? He, he, he broke royal protocol with King Charlie. Every way he turns, he does something wrong. He is allowed to get mad. I do it. Three small kids. So making excuses. Oh, I think it's sexy, basically, is what Joy Behar said. Is there anybody out there that actually thinks it's sexy that now our president is reprimanding and being apparently very nasty to his staff. I think it says something about a guy who actually ran on saying that he was going to be decent and bring back morality to the White House. What a hypocrite. And I think we already saw a little bit of inklings of it, because who could forget this moment with basically Peter Ducey? Remember, he's the Fox White House correspondent. And remember, Joe Biden's like smiling at the podium as he's at being asked a question. And here is the way he responded under his voice about Peter Ducey of Fox News. I think it plays with the political liability. That's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> that was Joe Biden. So now I guess he's saying what he mumbles at the podium behind closed doors. And again, this is a far cry. I think it's actually very relevant because this is a far cry from the Joe Biden who got up there when he just took office and he said, anybody who says anything despicable or treats somebody else in a disparaging way or says something undignified, I will have them gone in a second. I will not tolerate it. So again, I ask you tonight. Do you think he should fire himself? Because clearly he is off the rails. He's now like apparently swearing at people behind closed doors. You could tell he's just nasty. Even when reporters are asking him questions, anything about his son, anything about, you know, uh, you know, the deals or anything, even about Afghanistan. Remember the other day somebody asked him about Afghanistan and said, you know, basically, do you have regrets? Don't you think you made mistakes? He was like, oh, what are you talking about? You know, like, how dare you basically ask these questions? I mean, you already see it in public. He's already acting like grumpy old Joe in public. You know, he's acting like grouchy old Joe behind closed doors. So here is Joe when he took office. And remember, he made this pledge, which now 
he himself is violating. Listen to what he said in 2017. I'm not joking when I say this. If you're ever working with me and I hear you treat another colleague with disrespect, talk down to someone, I promise you I will fire you on the spot. On the spot. No ifs, ands, or buts. Everybody, everybody is entitled to be treated with decency and dignity. That's been missing in a big way the last four years. Yeah, right. So he is now the morality police. This is the guy who won't even acknowledge that he has a seventh grandchild. The child's name is Navy. Um, There have been pictures of her posted by her mom. And in fact, one of the saddest images I think I saw was a picture of her. And she's, I think, looking at the White House. You see the back of her head. And she knows who her grandfather is. And it is her grandfather because paternity tests showed that it was Hunter Biden's baby. Remember, he was trying to cheat her out of a child custody amount. And so finally, the judge said, well, let's do a DNA test. He ordered the DNA test. It turned out to be Hunter's. And this now Hunter doesn't really even want to acknowledge her. He wouldn't let her take the last name of Biden. And now Joe Biden continues to say that he only has six grandkids. And there are reports that he's going around telling everybody at the White House, tell everybody I just have six grandkids. Remember when the kids were around him and asking, how many grandkids do you have? Well, I have six. So this is a guy who is trying to tell us that he is the moral beacon, the the moral guide of the world. You've got a son who is high on crack, driving 100 miles an hour plus down the street, his laptop would make you blush. Apparently now he's swearing at staff, Joe Biden, according to this report. He won't acknowledge an out-of-wedlock child uh, that the DNA test had to force Hunter to admit was his. He won't, And the father won't even admit that it's his grandchild or invite the child or even have any contact with the child or whatsoever. And this is the beacon of morality. Can you imagine if the name was Trump? Just separated. Imagine if all these allegations against Hunter and this huge money stuff that James Comer says he's about to unleash later this week. He says he has some damning evidence that he expects to release later this week. Substitute the name for Donald Trump Jr. or Eric Trump Jr. Do you think that for one minute the mainstream media would be making excuses? They would say the worst of the worst things. And those are the facts. And that, to me, just shows what a disparate system we have in this country and what a shameless media on so many different regards. They need to be honest with themselves and say, you know what, this is a relevant topic. And this is absolutely atrocious from a man who rode on morality. He rode on unity. He rode on decency, saying, you know, the Trumps are terrible. They're this, they're that. And we're so much better and elect us. Are you happy, America? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll take your calls when we come back. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show on 77 WABC. This is The Rita Cosby Show. (laughs) 
So is it fair game to talk about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and this daughter that Hunter Biden had out of wedlock that he had with this woman that he had a relationship with? Now, the daughter is four years old and even Maureen Dowd, who is a writer with The New York Times, said in a big headline, Joe, you have seven grandkids. In other words, you need to acknowledge this seventh child uh, because it is completely inappropriate. And you are a guy who ran on morality. You're a guy who ran on decency. So where are the values that you're trying to instill in your family and in America by not even acknowledging that you have this other child? Uh, well, take a listen. Here is Sarah Hayne. She's one of the hosts on The View. This is cut number three. And this is where she said she doesn't understand while he is in denial. You have both parents kind of weaponizing the child because yeah. I know that Hunter yeah. Biden is like denying the child his name, which may make sense because I, they were never together. I, I don't understand, but they're fighting legally. The mom's posing the child with all these caps. The sad part here is the child is the innocent victim here that didn't make any choice and is having to suffer as a result. I do. The only time I think it, uh, President Biden doesn't need to overstep his son. I like that part, but mm-hmm. I don't know why they go out of their way to say six grandchildren or four kids. When my parents talk about me, they say, we love all our kids. We love our grandbabies. I've never seen them numerically repeat over and over. I like three kids. I like four of this. I like six this. The reason that's happening is because the right wing, who, again, is weaponizing everything related to Hunter, keeps asking, so how many children do you have, Mr. President? Grandchildren do you have? It's even speeches he delivers. You know, I think it's fair game. I think for a person who rides on morality... And won't even acknowledge this child who is four years old now and had to basically be acknowledged into the family because a DNA test was ordered by the court by Hunter Biden, uh, by the uh, judge in the Hunter Biden case. I think it is absolutely relevant. But listen to the way still some of the media are also making excuses. You heard some of those coming back at Sarah Haynes on The View. Listen to Jake Tapper on CNN. He describes what happened with the woman and Hunter Biden, not as some romantic encounter, but the incident. Take a listen to this. For the sake of fairness, that Navy's mom, uh, Hunt, uh, who you know had the uh, incident with Hunter that resulted in this in this beautiful child, uh, she has uh, been caught up in some far right mm. folks. Yeah. So the child's been caught up in right wing folks. That this is all about some right-wing conspiracy? Hunter Biden, you obviously fooled around with the mother. Now there's a baby. Man up and be a father. But he's acting like she doesn't exist, and Joe Biden's acting like she doesn't exist? What kind of message does that send to America? And this is a guy who said he's Mr. Morality? The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, a very powerful story coming from Rockland, Maine, where 17 veterans from various military branches were honored recently 
in a special granite title dedication ceremony for the Midcoast Area Veterans Memorial. Uh, Chaplain David Franzelman of the State of the Maine American Legion led the opening prayers with patriotic music that was also performed by a community band and the Color Guard and also many others who attended. Now, all 17 of the veterans that were honored at the ceremony now have their portraits on the big memorial wall. It is a 34-foot concrete wall which features their portraits on granite tiles. A number of the veterans who were there said, quote, these names represent the young men and women who stepped forward when duty called and took their places in the long line of American citizens who since our country's founding on have to this day given their time and their talents, even their lives in order for this wonderful country to continue to be a beacon of hope for the rest of the world. And also, by the way, according to the website for this beautiful memorial, the Midcoast Area Veterans Memorial is dedicated to veterans and all veterans' families from all wars and conflicts. The veteran of the memorial was created to give the Midcoast Maine community a place to reflect and to honor the veterans in their lives. And how beautiful uh, that 17 more were honored at this incredible ceremony. Bravo, to the great folks there and the great patriots who, of course, are honoring our veterans and their families. I hope to go up there. I love Maine, so it'll be fun to go up and see there at some point. Well, one thing that's not fun is to see all of these reports that are coming out about President Biden left and right. The latest one, of course, coming, as I mentioned, from Maureen Dowd. Uh, of the New York Times, who basically said, Mr. President, you have to admit you have seven grandkids, not six. In other words, stop lying to the American public. And then there's also this report that he's being called Old Yeller because behind closed doors, he is shouting and apparently saying swear words to his staff. And a lot of people are saying all of these things are basically showing a president who realizes that his image is falling apart. And a lot of this is coming, I'm sure, with a lot of the pressure that's going on with Hunter Biden. Uh, you know, President Biden tries to laugh it off whenever they ask him questions about Hunter or anything with these FBI investigations or also with DOJ and the plea deal and all these other things. And he kind of just keeps laughing it off like, ah, stop asking me the questions. Then he gets kind of angry at the questions. But he's trying to diminish it and basically act like they don't exist, like none of these problems with Hunter exist. He keeps saying Hunter's the smartest guy he knows. So I think some of the things that we're hearing about reports in private is he's just trying to, like, whisk it away. But it's not going to go away, especially some of these money issues, which are really, really serious. And I also think it's actually really serious that the president is out there on one hand trying to look like he's this moral beacon of, you know, of decency. And then we're hearing all this stuff about all these investigations that are going on. And it's just the tip of the iceberg. Again, James Comer is expected to release information about many more banks this week. And if it comes out that there's clear as day evidence, and I'm talking about, you know, bank records that show money comes from a rogue person, it goes then into Hunter Biden and then goes somewhere else and another shell company. And eventually maybe, what a surprise, uh, Joe Biden gets uh, a new house or a couple new cars. Uh, and maybe it came from that same bank. I mean, there's ways that you can connect the dots if it turns out that that's the case. And boy, that stinks. 
So he's clearly got a lot of pressure. He realizes that the Republicans are looking into this and they smell uh, uh, a snake. How's that? That's a nice way to say it. Meantime, also, it doesn't say much that he won't even acknowledge this little four-year-old girl named Navy, who is indeed the daughter of Hunter Biden. And this is what Ray Arroyo had to say on Fox about this. This series of incidents from Hunter Biden is disturbing, but it points back to a family that is in crisis, despite the brand that we keep hearing promoted. This is a family in crisis, and Maureen Dowd nailed it. This is a human problem, not a political one. Joe Biden's Mm. failure to recognize his granddaughter while saying, I am here to protect the dignity of the country. I am going to restore the soul of the country. I am going to underscore your human dignity while he erases the personhood of his own flesh and blood. Mm. That's a hell of a trick. But this is not a Burisma story or an Axio story about cursing in the West Wing. This is a story that's not going to go away. It's a human being. And you know what? Bravo to Ray Arroyo, because I agree with him. This is a young girl who knows that her father is currently the, you know, her, her father is the son, the first son of the president of the United States. I mean, think about that. She knows who her father is and she knows her grandfather is the president of America right now and yet doesn't want to have anything to do with her. What does that say about him? And what does it say about Hunter Biden? And what does it say about their character? Listen to what Kellyanne Conway has to say. It's not Republicans, quote, taking advantage of a little girl who's being taken advantage of by her biological father. It is none other than Maureen Dowd of the New York Times saying you have seven grandchildren, but they're also worried about the optics instead of the morality. They're also worried about how bad it looks for the erstwhile family man. So Dana Bash and others want us to think that Joe Biden's a family man. Okay. Um, let's talk about Hunter Biden. He had an affair, not an incident, by the way. He had an affair mm-hmm. with this woman, London Roberts, right after apparently he broke up with his deceased brother's widow. Follow along, everyone. Yeah. That would be his ex-sister-in-law and then affair. The prior incident. Thank you. Prior incident. <laughs> prior the incident. man of incidents. <laughs> or just- I think it'd be a great opportunity for Hunter himself to step up and man up and show us that he is a reformed person from all of his travails. Mm. And he's not capable of doing that. Instead, he flew to Arkansas on a friend's private plane to cry poor to a judge that he couldn't afford $20,000 or so a month and, in fact, got that reduced. Yeah, what does this say about character? This is the guy who said he's going to bring decency back to the White House. 1-800-848-9222. Nine two two two. Let's go to BJ. Uh, line three. BJ, your thoughts. Hey, uh, Rita. Thanks for having me on. This is like a twenty first century long day's journey into night. Uh, you, you, you know, really. Uh, you have a guy that uh, whose son is a, a, a tornado of of trauma and drama, and basically he wants nothing to do with this guy. He wants to pretend it's not even there. In the meantime, you you have a press that says nothing about this. You have one lady who, you know, was decidedly left that speaks, has the, you know, has the uh, the temerity to say, you know, uh, the facts are the facts. 
But then you have uh, a press that doesn't even uh, pursue this. Could you imagine if Don Jr. or Eric had this situation going on in their life, what they would do to Trump and they would say, oh, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But this is what happens. You have this train wreck who's given a total pass. And this is goes to back to what I said. Joe Biden is detached from reality. This is how he has made his way in the world by gaslighting you and pretending, no, you're wrong. He got up in front of people and he had 51 generals that said that the laptop was a phony. In the meantime, we find out this this was a bogus letter. He's he's the guy that got up and said Antifa is an idea, and and the courthouses in 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 uh, Washington are burning to the ground. They're having chop zones. So this is this is totally consistent with Joe Biden's behavior. So the answer to the question is yes. This is fair game. Yeah, and you know what? Um, I agree too because. He specifically, BJ, just like you said, if it was a uh, Trump family member, are you kidding me? You and and look at what we've already seen just on Hunter Biden's own words. Like, let's just take what we've seen on the laptop. I mean, it is abominable, and yet he is out there acting like he's the morality police. Um, and that's what it, it is. It is just it, it's like we're in alternate universe. And if somebody says. Um, you know what? Maybe your son isn't uh, the beacon of life or he isn't the beacon of hope or anything like that. Um, maybe there's a problem. He gets nasty. Uh, like, you know, how dare you ask? A- and to me, the fact that the media is now just starting to crack, I feel like in the last like few weeks and it maybe has only been in the last like maybe two or three weeks. You can see even the media, the fact that that story was printed in the New York Times. Yes, you have seven grandkids. Uh, then Axios saying that he yells behind closed doors. Somebody's leaking that. You know, Axios is not making it up. I, you know, and Maureen Dowd is seeing what we're all seeing that he should acknowledge this child. Um, you know, I mean, there's so many issues here and that's the nicest thing we can say. I mean, uh, what about what's going on with all the things that Congress is investigating? Um, but he was getting such a pass for so long. And I think there's a turn. And I think it's because it's become so unbelievable, so just apparent. And then you got Coke found at the White House and they still won't say whose Coke it is. I mean, they just think that like we're all stupid and supposed to just say, oh, no. And he's going to go out there, you know, on the campaign trail. He can't keep hiding in the closet. And he's going to say, you know, look, I told you I would bring back morality to the White House and I would be the guy who would bring back values. And is there anybody out there who actually thinks that that's true, that he can actually say that with a straight face? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Steve, uh, line five in Brooklyn. Steve, your thoughts. Yes, there's a term, an expression, street angel, home devil. And Joe Biden fits this. This is the, he presents the sunny face to the public, and then he's evil to his own family. And by family, we include his office staff and so forth. By the way, this applies also to Kamala Harris, who's having the same exact uh, comments by her former staff, and Hillary Clinton. They hated her when they worked, and they drove away. That's just one observation. I had another thing about the fentanyl. Um, The fentanyl is being aimed at kids, and it's being fed to us from China. One of the reasons they're so eager to do that is that by killing off the young generation, 
They are degrading the population that may enter the military of the United States. Ah, so you think they're they're trying to impact? Well, you know what is interesting that clearly um, nothing's being done about the fentanyl, a- and to me, that is just reprehensible in terms of Steve the impact on young people. I mean, the fact that we were talking earlier today with Derek Maltz on Cats and Cosby, and he was saying nine thousand kids are dying from fentanyl. Uh, basically, I mean, if you look at it, um, every single week, I mean, that, that is just, that is a stunning, stunning number in the United States. I mean, I, I mean, how can we sustain that? That is just a scary, scary number. And the fact that this administration refuses to acknowledge that. And, and you know, as you're talking about kids, uh, they also said, yeah, we care about young people. What about all the human trafficking that's happening? The fentanyl as we're talking about? And yet, we don't see them talking about what's happening to these young kids who've been trafficked across the border or all the fentanyl deaths. I mean, I mean, this was supposed to be, again, the White House of morality. Where is the scolding of what's going on with the cartels? Where is the scolding of what's going on because of our open border? And that's why they don't want to do it, because the minute they start having to talk about all these problems, you trace it back to the open border. And that's why. Uh, it is just it, it's abominable what is happening. And in fact, I want to play uh, this is cut 17 because you just brought up also the border. This story is also stunning, Steve, because Honduran migrants now are said to be basically running the drug market that's taking place in San Francisco, that they're apparently working for Mexican cartels. How do you like this? Uh Honduran illegal migrants that came in, a lot of them have ties to the gangs, and they're basically working together in cahoots with the Mexican cartels, taking over the drug market in San Francisco, basically due to the lax policies that are going on in that city and a lot of other liberal cities. But San Francisco is done. They have like basically open air drug markets. The homeless people are there. They're shooting up. They're doing all these things. And now the migrants that came across the border and were not vetted by this administration are now running the drug market in a city that will never be able to turn around. San Francisco's gone, which is so sad. Take a listen. Here's a report coming from San Francisco. Listen to how they describe what's going in in the Tenderloin District of San Fran. The DEA has already taken 32 people into custody in connection with two Honduran drug families that were setting up shop here in the Bay Area and peddling their drugs here in the Tenderloin. My 23 years of law enforcement, I haven't seen this uh, uh, business model before. In hundreds of pages of charging documents, the Drug Enforcement Administration says it has cracked not one but two drug trafficking rings run by Honduran nationals based in Oakland selling in the Tenderloin. So we commuter drug dealers every morning a new load of drugs would come into the uh, into the East Bay, package it up, either take BART or commute across the, the bridge into the Tenderloin to sell your drugs uh, during the day, then come back to the East Bay at night with the profits. Drugs hitting the streets, methamphetamine, fentanyl, heroin, and cocaine, both powder and rocks. According to the DEA, two organizations purchased homes in Oakland, rented them out to their drug dealers, negotiating down to utility costs, and then every day those dealers would hit the streets in the TL peddling their drugs. These are small quantities of drugs, but 
lots and lots and lots of small quantities of these drugs. Feeding drug habits in the tenderloin and beyond. Chris Nielsen, special agent in charge of the DEA's San Francisco office, says cleaning up the drug crate in the tenderloin is important for San Francisco and beyond. This is important to us doing um, uh, as much quality, good work in the tenderloin as we can because the tenderloin is an area that needs our help right now. What a mess. And this comes as in New York City, they're now looking for more housing. They're also opening up the Crown Plaza JFK Airport. New York is now becoming basically a humanitarian relief center to serve 330 families. This comes as now reports that private security guards are being basically brought in because peace officers don't feel comfortable protecting the migrants in some of the facilities in New York. What a disaster this has all been. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And I'll take your calls on this and Biden and a lot more after the break. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. And we are talking about the migration crisis and the Joe Biden crisis. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norm. Line two. Norm, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Tonight I saw probably the most important movie I think I've seen in my entire life. And that's called The Sound of Freedom. And it's about the scourge of human trafficking in the world, which ties completely in with our border, ties completely in by the, our state of our country right now. And um, anyway, I urge all your listeners, uh, please see this movie and support it. By, by the way, I'm glad you're talking about it. Um, we had uh, Bob Yunanway, who's the head of Goya, on uh, one of the shows, and I was talking with him, and he was talking about just how important it is. And, and like you said, the real life story. Um, and of course, with Jim Caviezel, great point, Norm. Thank you. I do encourage everybody to go see Sound of Freedom. I have not seen it. I've seen the trailer and I plan to go. You just inspired me, Norm, to, to make sure I go out and see it soon. Thank you, my friend. Let's go to Marlon. Uh, line two, Marlon, your thoughts. Hi, hon- Hi, Rita. Thank you for taking my call. Um, originally from Honduras. And I escaped uh, the military regime at one point in 1982 and migrated to America and uh, then came back, did a solid life, did everything right in America. Bravo. Everything. And um, the American dream. I'm living the American dream. And um, so what are your what are your thoughts? Yeah. What are your thoughts today with everything else going on? And now you heard the story about them running, working with cartels in San Fran on the drugs. So the craziest thing is, is uh, I used to take my ex-wife with me to Honduras and uh, we went. My mom passed away during COVID in Honduras and I couldn't even get to go to, go to her funeral. And it was a very draconian situation and all stuff. And uh you know, every time that I took my wife back home to Honduras, it was just a dangerous situation, like an episode of Narcos, every time. And uh, and now, I just went two years ago, and um, I went back to Honduras, and it was, like, quiet. It was like, you used, used to be able, you couldn't even stop at a red light. You literally had to, like, 
run the red lights in the middle of the city of San Pedro Sula. And then it was so eerie that everything was so safe. And I was pondering, like, what the heck happened? Was was why there's no crime here, and all the crime is in our borders. All these criminals, unfortunately, left our country, uh, left my birth country to come to America, and they don't have the same values that we were instilled to be good Americans. Wow! And that's all I what I have to say, Marlon. You know, it, you know it, what that. That is so eye-opening what you just said, that that basically, um, you know, not all of them are coming with good intentions like you did. And and obviously you did it the right way and came here and you love this country and, and we're lucky to have you. I mean, you sound like you're just such an amazing person in your family. And what a token that is of uh, of what's happened now to our country. Marlon, thank you for reminding us um, and also how important it is to protect our borders and have the right people coming in. Um, Carol, let's go to you real quick, really quick on line one. You've been kind enough to wait. Go ahead, my friend, real quick. This situation with the Bidens is totally ridiculous. Yeah, it sure is, Carol. Do me a favor, everybody. Call back tomorrow night. We had a lot of calls. We love you all. And tomorrow, Christopher Ray on the hot seat, the FBI director. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.